I like turtles. Well, welcome in to the first ever edition of the North Pole Podcast. My name is Tyler North. I'm Rob Hardesty. Uh, we're basically just two friends from college that want to come on here and talk about some college basketball. We're going to talk about other sports as well, especially if there's highlights um, you know, that are going on in the sports world. For instance, I know NFL free agency is going on right now. Happy free agency Monday. <laughs> Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers, I think, looks like he's going to the Jets. Um, that's like some big news that we might talk about just to give you an example. But uh, this is the best time of the year. You know, this is the when the brackets come out for college basketball. So for the time being, you know, we're, we're predominantly going to be looking at um, college basketball. But, you know, we want to we want this to have we want to have fun with this, too. We don't want this to be as serious. We want to add some gimmicks, some bold takes. We're going to talk about betting stuff as well. Um, and, you know, what lines might stick out. We want to hear Definitely. from you all as well. Um yeah, I mean, by no means, we watch a lot of college basketball, um, but we don't pretend to be any experts here. We just want to share our thoughts and shoot the shit and, and talk hoops and have fun. Yeah, I think if we were both experts, uh, I, I don't think we'd be doing the podcast <laughs> right now. I think we'd be either FanDuel, DraftKings, uh, maybe Barstool, something yeah. like that. But, uh, you know, that's a dream. So many sponsors out there, you know? Yeah, if anybody wants to look into sponsoring us, we would absolutely be down. Um, but definitely check us out on Instagram. We we did create the Instagram page um, just the other day, North Pole Pod. Um, and then also we are going to be creating a TikTok. Uh, so definitely look out for our videos as well. Um, but like I said, with the podcast, we're, we want to keep this fun. We want to have some competitions involved. Um, we will get to that a little bit later on. But I think the first thing we want to do, you know, when that bracket comes out or when you're watching the selection show, which was last yet last night, you know, about I guess we're recording this at 730 Eastern time right now. It's about 24 hours ago, um, you know, when the bracket came out. I think the first thing that stuck out, number one. No Rutgers. I don't know how Rutgers doesn't get in, you know, compared to some of the other bubble teams that I didn't feel like had as strong of a resume, uh, predominantly looking at like a Nevada or Mississippi State. What was your initial take, you know, when the brackets came out and immediately it was Rutgers isn't here? Yeah, I mean, we were watching the show together. I think we were both kind of surprised once we figured out Rutgers wasn't going to get slotted in. Um, I don't know if that was Pitt stealing their their entry in or what. Um, what the committee necessarily considered, but I think um, I know you wanted to touch on it a little bit as a as a snub. Um, I know t- some people are talking about Oklahoma State as well. Um, Fifteen losses there, fourteen losses for Rutgers. I don't know if that overall record. Um, well, when you look at Nevada, Nevada had eleven losses, I think, but they play in such a weaker conference like the Mountain West, and that's no um, slide toward the Mountain West. You know, they've got great teams such as San Diego state and, and, and Utah state that battle that out in the conference championship. But mm-hmm. I felt like the resume of Rutgers, you know, the, first of all, winning at Purdue is such a huge boost. I know they lost Marwat mag and that was early, but you know, the, the, the injury to Marwat mag, you know, about three weeks ago to a month ago, I think is, is what the review committee is looking at because since then they lost at Minnesota, they lost at home to Nebraska. Nebraska was playing well down the stretch, but I felt like that might have been the reason why uh, the review committee kept them out is because they're looking at it as far as what have you done just now? What have you done since that injury? And, and I felt like that was the biggest slight toward Rutgers uh, when looking at that. You know, the, 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 the committee has an impossible job. There's always going to be snubs. There's always going to be teams uh, left out. You know, you mentioned OK State. Vanderbilt was on that list. Clemson. Carolina actually bumped their way up. And the one thing that always sticks out that they put on the screen, net rankings. And the net rankings of the teams that were left out compared to the teams that got in were better. The teams that, that were left out, yeah. excuse me, were better net rankings. Yeah, I, I found that pretty interesting. Um, you know, when you look at quad one wins, a team like NC State won quad one win. 
Well, in Clemson, 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 NC State, Clemson dogged NC State. Um, just you know, a few days earlier in the ACC tournament, I want to say by at least twenty points or around that. Um, you know, they finished ahead of them in the ACC standings, and they had four to five quad one wins, if I remember correctly. Um, more than they did, so um, that was kind of surprising to me. Um, kind of segueing into, I know you wanted to touch on Kansas. Yeah, Kansas um, is is when we look at our number one seeds. Uh, they were the number three. Um, but I think I don't, I don't know if I'd look at it as much as that as they had, if you're not aware of how the bracket is set up, there's an East, there's a Midwest, there's a South and there's a West. It's a shame there's no North region. I know that'd be, that'd be, that'd be perfect for our podcast, right? We can have the North region. Uh, we might have to create our own region with that. Um, but, but, you know, with the Midwest, the regional location this year, the regional final, meaning the sweet 16 and elite eight is in Kansas city. So it's a huge advantage for Kansas if they were to be able to play the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight, assuming they got there, to be able to play that essentially in their backyard. Now they have to go all the way out to Vegas to play that against the likes of Gonzaga or UCLA, whereas Houston now gets the opportunity to go to Kansas City. And I'm not saying Houston to Kansas City is uh, you know, right in the backyard, but it is a lot more feasible for those fans to attend. Why do you think the committee chose to put Houston there compared to Kansas, considering both lost? in their conference championship. Yeah. Um, so we looked at the graphic last night and we talked uh, on the net rankings, you know, Kansas is compared to Houston, right? Um, obviously, there's some subjectivity into the committee. Um, Kansas national championship last year slotted into their hometown next year. Um, I don't know if that's something like that, that there's much stock into, but I'm okay with Houston having the number two here. Um, I've watched a lot of the Cougars. I've been a fan. Um, I do have a rooting interest in Houston. Um, so I will recognize maybe some bias, but I thought that they were the better team um, throughout the year. I think Kansas at times uh, showed to be more beatable. Uh, I mean, since January, they had four four losses, about 15 to 20 points. Um, Houston lost to Bama early and, you know, a bad loss to Temple by one. So I think um, to me, Houston was the better team, and I think they deserve that that second uh, number one there. And here's where I'm going to disagree with you, because the American, no offense to the American and teams like Temple and Memphis, who's in the tournament, and UCF, uh, to, to name a couple, um, like Tulane, or to, yeah, Tulane's in there as well. That is not a formidable conference compared to the Big 12, which is the the top, the best, the conference. best conference. I mean, I, mean, sure. I think it no is. Doubt. It's, and it's one of the best ever i'm not going to say it's the best you know in the last five years it's definitely one of the better conferences that we've seen out of the last five years um and you look at some of the games that kansas did lose i know they lost pretty bad at iowa state i think they lost by 25 or something like that at home to tcu both tournament teams you lose to temple temple's not even in the tournament yeah i i think that i weigh more i i put more emphasis on what you did against the better teams you know Kansas, yes, they lost those games, but they also had like 21 quad one wins or something ridiculous like that. So they scheduled heavy in the non-con, and then they come into the best conference in basketball, win that, and then make it all the way to the championship game without their head coach, who will be back for the NCAA tournament. And they get slighted compared to Houston, who lost to Memphis. And I'm not saying Memphis is is terrible. They're in the tournament, but they're no Texas. So I I, I have a, a little bit of beef with the review committee there because I really – or the committee in general, selection committee, excuse me, because I really feel like Kansas got slighted and Houston got no punishment for losing pretty bad to a Memphis team. I mean, you talk about recency. They both made it to the title games. Kansas lost pretty bad, I would say, in, uh, in the Big 12 uh, final. Um, I think, though, I think you're right. I hear you. 
Um, I think if Kansas wins uh, the Big 12 tournament there, I think there's a serious case for the number two and, and a deserved spot to play, uh, like you said, in their backyard. Yeah, absolutely. And, and <clears throat> you know, there's I, – I was I – was, trying to connect some conspiracy theories here as to why Bill Self might have been having some vascular issues. And maybe it is the sanctions kept catching up to him. You know, maybe that's, maybe that's about, yeah. I shouldn't say that because Self Self is a great coach. As somebody that, you know, my, my fiance is from Kansas city. I lived in Kansas and Kansas city for the last uh, two years. I got to witness them at Allen. I was at Allen Fieldhouse when they won the national championship and, and got to, you know, witness a bunch of crazy games at that arena. It's one of the most prestigious programs in college basketball. They are the defending national champions and Bill Self is a first ballot, no doubt, or hall of famer. So I don't want to take too much away from him. Um, I agree more, you but, know, but, but you gotta, but you gotta bring up the sanctions, so. right? Like, I mean, they, they're, they've been having the black cloud over them look, for the last 10 look, to 15 I, years. I agree. I like Bill Self, but that's college basketball. You know, that, that shit happens um, all over the place. And, um, you know, it is unfortunate, but yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, we're, we don't want to spend too much time on this. So I yeah, do think that it. it's it's time that we uh, we get to the nitty gritty. And that's really diving into um, re- really diving into the bracket. Um, so with the bracket, it is broken down into four regions. Like I said earlier, 16 teams in each region. Um, you'll have a final four that will be located in Houston at the end of the year. Um, and that'll be, I believe it's April, first weekend in April. So the le- next two to three weeks is what we're looking at. Uh, the games really kick into gear tomorrow i guess i should say today because the, the pod will be um it will be coming out on tuesday so the games really start with the playing games today um and you've got in the playing games um i know that it's arizona state and mississippi state um you've got uh or excuse me mississippi state pittsburgh arizona state nevada and then texas a&m corpus christie's southeast missouri state and then texas southern and fairly dickinson it's nice to see one dickinson in the tournament I agree. i'm, I'm I glad i'm glad that the other dickinson the didn't did it, so. right and keeping the other one out of there so um absolutely so um what we want to do is we're going to add our own little flair to this you know we're going to we're going to do what we like to call a naughty and nice list and then Ooh. also give out our Rudolph and our Rudolph is our Cinderella who do we think from that region has the has biggest been. has has the biggest opportunity to make a splash I'm not necessarily saying you know make a final four but who is the team that is a double digit seed that can make a sweet 16 early might be run? getting overlooked yeah absolutely absolutely um so let's go ahead and kick it off with the south region so Alabama is the number one seed in the south region the number two seed is Arizona um, other than that, you've got Baylor in this region, Creighton, Virginia, who's a former national champion. Um, our Terps are, are in this region against West Virginia. Um, and actually, Maryland-West Virginia is the first game of the tournament. So that's how the, the tournament on Thursday um, will kick off. Like I said, the playing games on Tuesday and Wednesday, it's just a couple of games. But then the real action kicks into gear on Thursday. That's when you have to have your brackets in by as well. Uh, if you're interested in a bracket pool, Definitely reach out to us on Instagram and let us know. We'll get you in one. So, um, but for, first, first looks at this bracket. So yeah, let me, let's start. Let's start at the Maryland West Virginia game. Um, first off, shout out to our boy Frenchie. He's driving down to Birmingham, Alabama. He is one of the best Maryland fans out there. I think the biggest Maryland he, fan out he there. He will rep us well. Um, I, I like the Terps in this game. Um, that leads me to uh, our first naughty of the South region. Alrighty, who we got? Uh, I have the naughty as the Maryland uh, West Virginia matchup in total. Um, you alluded earlier, there is a little history between these two teams. We've met before, um, last in 2015, the Mellow Trimble game. Um, so I would say a little bit of a storyline. I think it's going to be a hard fought battle. Um, and you know, Willard, former big East coach, very familiar with Bob Huggins. 
Um, they got my naughty slot for this pick. Oh, they, let's air for this region. Excuse love, me. love my friends from West Virginia, but you know, you guys, you guys do have some naughty, naughty tendencies. I would say, uh, maybe, maybe in the party scene, They're but maybe, terrifying. maybe, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's giving you guys too much credit. Um, no, but I, I definitely agree with that. There is a lot of history between these two schools, you know, Maryland, West Virginia, right there on the border. They're going to be battling it out down in Birmingham. Um, winner will be taking on presumably Alabama. Alabama, I believe, will play the winner of Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and Southeast Missouri State. Um, so unless something crazy happens a la UMBC, um, then you'd expect the winner of this game to take on Alabama. Um, Who do you like in this game? In the game, I, I got to go with Maryland. I, I can't I can't say no. Um, after that, I got to have Alabama. I think Alabama advances to the Sweet 16 pretty easily. Um, I don't think Maryland West Virginia has the offensive firepower to keep up with this Alabama team. If Alabama shoots even like 28% from three, they're going to win this game by 10 points. And if they're on their game where they're shooting 40, that game might be a 40-point game. I, I agree. I have Maryland winning against West Virginia. Um, like you said, I think our defense can kind of um, get to West Virginia. We're going to press Virginia, West Virginia. Um, I think we advance and then lose to Bama as well. Yeah, absolutely. So my um, looking at the naughty team, I would say my naughty team in this region is Virginia. Uh, this is the same old Virginia. This is a team that does not, it, when you watch them, it, it is going to make your eyes bleed. It is just some of the, the, I hate watching them play. I really do. It's just a defensive minded battle and they're just going to log out the game. They're going to keep it in the fifties. Probably. Yeah. You heard me not even the sixties, probably in the fifties, but they're going up against the Furman Paladins. Furman Paladins are led by Mike Bothwell and Jalen Slauson, two guys that lost in their championship game of the SOCON last year on a buzzer beater to uh, Chattanooga. They came back, beat Chattanooga in the SOCON finals, and now they advance to the NCAA tournament to take on Virginia. I love this matchup for Furman. Um, I, I think that Furman can probably take care of, of Virginia, and that leads me right into my Rudolph. I think Furman is my Rudolph of this region. I do think that they're a Cinderella team. Um, they would get the winner of San Diego State and, and College Charleston, and, and if they won that game, they'd be in the Sweet 16 against Alabama, which would be ridiculous. But this is a Furman team that, that puts up points. You got J.P. Pegas at point guard, who's a very underrated point guard three can shoot the three, but he's a guy that they got to come in because they didn't have that guy outside of Bothwell and Slauson. And now that they've got him, they are a much more formidable team. Uh, and I think this is a team that played Carolina pretty tough earlier in the season yeah. too, lost at Carolina. Yep. Um, but, but I really like this Paladins team. I, I, I like it. I like that pick. Um, how about your nice? Uh, my nice in this region, I'm going with Creighton. Um, I've been on this Blue Jays team all season long. Ryan Kalkbrenner, Nemhard, Shireman, Kaluma, um, Trey Alexander. This team is absolutely loaded with talent. This might be McDermott's best team that he's ever had at Creighton. Um, and, and they went through a little bit of a law where they lost, I think, six straight, including a game against Nebraska earlier on in the year. Um, and and Kalkbrenner was out for the majority of the games or, or very, very limited in those games as well. Um, so I actually have Creighton on my nice list. I think they get a very nice draw. Uh, I, I agree with you. Um, we talked about NC State uh, earlier, not necessarily uh, maybe deserving. I think Creighton's the better team. I think they take care of NC State and actually beat Bammer, uh, Baylor as well. Excuse me. Um, so um, Creighton is actually, nice. Creighton was also, really nice. yeah, Cre Creighton was also the um, the number one team in the Big East for defensive efficiency. So that's a yeah. part of their game that they didn't have in previous years. That's really elevated this year. Uh, and put them into the, that upper echelon of teams, in my opinion. Um, I, I think this is an extremely dangerous six seed. And I know we always talk about the 6-11 matchup, and, and I don't want to take anything away from NC State. DJ Burns is an absolute animal down low in the post. One of the, the biggest dudes that you're going to see 
uh, from a width perspective, width perspective, excuse me, uh, in college basketball. He's a transfer from Winthrop where he played under Pat Kelsey, who was also in this region uh, coaching at College of Charleston. But with NC State, Terquavion Smith and Jarkel Joyner is an outstanding backcourt. They can put up points. But at the same time, if they're going against a team that plays really good defense, which Creighton has done this year, they're going to be in a world of trouble. We saw it against Clemson. Clemson was not a great matchup for them. And I think this Creighton team poses similar threats that Clemson posed. Um, you know, Kaluma and Shireman are, are bigger forwards that can step out and shoot the three ball, which is what Clemson had uh, in Hunter Tyson and P.J. Hall. So that gave them a lot of problems, and it forces Burns to come out of the paint onto the perimeter to guard. So that's why I really like Creighton. Uh, and then you look at the next matchup with, with Baylor in, in Santa Barbara. I don't think this is the same Baylor team that we've seen. I do not sense a, a firepower, a um, just a tenacity. I don't see that tenacity that I've seen. They've, they're led by uh, Adam Flagler, LJ Cryer, Keontae yeah, George, George. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Chamu-Chachua, uh, Everyday Jonathan. Uh, Flo Thamba, uh, Jalen Bridges, they've got a ton of talent, but I just don't sense that tenacity, that 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 bulldog mentality in them. Totally. I, I think, like you said, their roster, it, it's stacked, but um, there's something missing there. Um, yeah, I yeah. look and, and look at their first-round matchup. It's a tough game. AJ, AJ Mitchell, who's a, kind of a point forward at, at UC Santa Barbara, averaged about 14-15 a game. Um, him and Andre Kelly, who's a transfer from Cal, both of those guys – can really provide minutes. I watched a little bit of their their uh, their final game against Cal State Fullerton, and they they took it to Fullerton there at the end. They really strapped down on defense, and they're a team that can hit free throws, and that's big in March. I'm not saying that UC Santa Barbara is going to upset Baylor, but don't be surprised if it does happen. This is March, and we do tend to see 14 seeds upset three seeds. I think that one of the last time Baylor's was a three seed, they lost – um, to to George what was it Georgia not not Georgia Georgia State with Ron Hunter and R J Hunter they were a three seed and Georgia State was the the fourteen seed and upset right. them um on R J Hunter's miracle shot that's right uh, with about a second left in that game like I said I think Baylor gets past this one but then I think they run into a buzzsaw with Creighton I I I do see Creighton beating Baylor um and, and moving on to the Sweet Sixteen uh, let's hop down into to the bottom part of this bracket this Missouri Utah State game um. I look at this. This is an over. This has got an over written all over it. It is in Sacramento, so advantage Utah State. However, it is a 10 a.m., 10.40 a.m., so I guess 11 a.m., tip time in Sacramento. I have no idea why they would do this to these teams. Um, but, yes, they are going to be tipping off. This is going to be a shootout. Both of these teams can score. Hodges, Kobe Brown from Missouri, Ashworth, Bearstow, uh, and, and, and uh, Taylor Funk. Play that funky music uh, for Utah State. They both these teams can put up points. What's the over? I think it's at like one fifty five or one fifty four right now. I, I still right. think this game both teams get Are to you eighty. Pounding the over here. I I don't know if I'm pounding it, but I, but I do think that both teams get to eighty. I I do really like it. Um, I also like Utah State in this game. I think that they are the more experienced team. I think that they the and this is kind of contradictory to my comment earlier. You know, talking about Nevada and the Mountain West not being as good. Uh, whereas Missouri comes from the SEC, and the SEC is obviously a much more formidable, formidable conference. Sure. Um, but I do like what Utah State has got. Like I mentioned, Stephen Ashworth, Taylor Funk, um, Sean Bearstow, uh, Aiken down low as well. They've got pieces that they can score with anybody. Uh, Dan, uh, Max Shulga as well at the point guard position. They can, like I said, they can score with the best of them. Um, so I, I really like Utah State here. Uh, what's your take on this game? I, I like Mizzou. I do. Um, I agree. I think, you know, both teams can obviously score the ball. Um, I think Mizzou's been playing pretty well. 
Um, they had a deep run in, in their uh, conference tournament. Um, they're looking good. Yeah, and, and Denny Gates has done an incredible job in, in his first yeah. year there to, to even get them to this point. And, and I've heard from some Missouri fans, you know, how, you know, going to the games uh, is much more fun now. You know, you have an electric crowd. Uh, I know that probably their biggest crowd of the year was against Kansas, which they lost by 30. But um, no, I, Missouri's had an incredible year. And, and I do think this is going to be a game that does go down to the wire. You know, you're looking at it anywhere from a zero to five. I mean, I guess it can't be zero. One to five point game is what we'll go with. Um, but I do have Utah State. I also think location really factors in here. And Utah State right there in Sacramento, it, Logan to Sacramento is not a, a, an extreme. It's nowhere near what Missouri, what, what Como, uh, Columbia, Missouri is to, to Sacramento. So it's, I do think that that factors in. Um, Arizona, Princeton, anything there? I love Arizona. Um, you know, you hear a lot of talk about 15th upset and two seeds here. I don't think Princeton is that. I think Arizona, um, I mean, Kirk Creesa, they have some guys. Um, I, I really like that team this year. Um, I think I think they'll ultimately face Bama in the Elite Eight. Um, so I think they do talk. Uh, you mentioned Creighton. I think they top Creighton and advance further. Um, I like this team. Yeah, I mean, Arizona, they they were able to win the Pac-12 championship over – Sacramento location. Over UCLA, yeah, Sacramento location. De- definitely that helps them out. Um, you know, you mentioned Kirk Creesa. Courtney Ramey. Don't forget about Bam Bam Boswell. This is a guy that is a veteran that if Kirk Reza gets into foul trouble, which we did see in the Pac-12 championship, Bam Bam Boswell can not only hit shots, he can drive. He's a facilitator. He's got everything that you need um, from a backup point guard. Um, but yeah, I've got Arizona advancing in, in this game. You know, the, the size of Tubelis and Balo down low is you, you Princeton has no match for that. Yeah. Um, so so I think that they advance pretty easily. Then you get the Arizona-Utah State game. I think it's a great game. Um, but really quickly, let's go back to this San Diego State College-Charleston game. Didn't really talk about that. Two very veteran teams. Um, College-Charleston won 30 games this year. Incredible accomplishment. I think San Diego State won 28 or 29, so they're right there with them. Um, coming from the Mountain West, the Mountain West is 0-8 in the last four years in the NCAA tournament. Yep. So keeping that in mind, you know, I'm picking two Mountain West teams here in the first round with Utah State and San Diego State. And they have, the, the conference hasn't won a game uh, in the tournament in four years. What's your take on this game? I like your chances to get one of those two. Um, <laughs> All right, I like that. I, I think one of those teams advances. Um, I also have San Diego State advancing. I like the Aztecs. Um, Charleston, I'm just not – I'm not sold on Charleston here. Um, I think San Diego State – um, can muck it up. They compete hard. Um, I, I think they take care of business. Yeah, I, I, I do like San Diego State. Um, the guys like Butler, Matt Bradley has kind of found form here recently. He went through a little bit of a, a shooting slump. Um, Nate Mensa, Akoko Rope, uh, Jaden Lede, uh, they are absolutely loaded with talent. This is Brian Dutcher's probably best team that he's had since he's been there. Um, you know, they haven't made a Sweet 16 since Steve Fisher was there. So Brian Dutcher is looking for his first uh, sweet 16 appearance at the helm uh, at, at VA House Arena. So I really like I really like San Diego State here. I think that they've got all the things that you need uh, in order to prevail in March. They've got strong backcourt. Tramel leads that. Seiko's there as well. Butler, Parrish. And then they've got a really strong frontcourt with Mensa, or Okoko Rope, um, Matt Bradley at, at the forward position. I really like San Diego State. We're going to get into them in a minute too. Uh, as you're looking at this, who's your Rudolph? coming from this region from this region um from this region i'm gonna have to say maryland really no not really <laughs> I, I i really i really 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 would love to 
Um, I, I don't think I have a Cinderella, if I'm going to be honest with you, coming out of here as far as um, a team that I can see. But if, if I had to pick one, I would agree that Furman um, probably has the best chance to go furthest um, out of those higher-seeded teams in that region. Yeah, and, and and I have Furman. I do have Furman losing to San Diego State um, in the second round. Even though I did pick them kind of as my Rudolph, I, I do agree with that. I don't see as many upsets in this bracket or in this region compared to other regions. I will say this. Um, I have Creighton in my Elite Eight, uh, and, and I do think that that Creighton can hang with San Diego State because I have San Diego State taking down the Alabama Crimson Tide. All yes, right. you heard that. So I have a 5-6 right now um, in my Elite Eight. Now, like these are original picks. You know, the, this is this is my gut instinct. This is exactly what I saw, and this is what I'm going with. So things might change, but I do really like this San Diego State team, and I do think that they are primed for a final four run you heard that i do think san diego state can make a final four run um so i do have bama beating maryland i have san diego state taking care of Furman, creighton beating baylor and i do have arizona taking care of utah state i had creighton beating arizona and then i have san diego state beating bama and san diego state in the final four it, it, it's funny um i i do like that i can root for that um i i i think we take pride like you said when we when we fill out a bracket it's our our genuine and honest uh, thoughts, you know, instead of just playing the odds and picking upsets and numbers and, and seeing what can hit. Um, I, you look at, you know, we talk about this year, it's wide open, right? All the experts have what list of 20 teams that can win the NCAA championship. Um, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Clearly my bracket is, is pretty chalk. So I might um, kind of contradict um, that theme here. Um, I, I like Bama all the way, a uh, little foreshadow. Um, I don't see anyone in their path that really can take them off. I think um, Arizona there in the uh, in the Elite Eight could give them, you know, a good game. But I think Bama prevails, ultimately advances to the Final Four, and I do have them winning winning it all. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, if Bama's playing the best possible ball that they can play, there's nobody in this country that can beat them. And they're playing that best type – they're playing that type of ball – right now at the at the most uh opportune time of the season i guess you can say i do worry about the little bit of off the field stuff or off the court stuff stuff excuse me that you know might overshadow what's going on and if you know they do get in a, a tightly contested game against a defensive minded team san diego state i wonder how they're going to be able to handle that pressure if the shots aren't falling for that day so um it, it and and i think san diego state really matches up well with them defensively they're they're super lengthy they've got the size down low um, so I, that, that's the only reason I'm going with that there. Um, but let's, let's hop let's, into our next region here. Um, let's go ahead and discuss the Midwest region. So the number one team in the Midwest region is the Houston Cougars, uh, coming out of the Atlantic conference. They've been top ranked all year. Um, they faced Northern Kentucky in the first round, Northern Kentucky could muck this up. And if Marcus Sasser is not hundred percent, I'm not saying that they're going to win, but if you're looking to pick a 16 to beat a one, this is the one that I would be circling. I I don't see that happening at all. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna operate under the assumption here that uh, Marcus Sasser is gonna be healthy. Um, but they could send him out for the first round game because it is a 16 seed to give him extra time. Sure. Um, they could. I I still. I mean, Houston. I think they roll Northern Kentucky here. Um, again, like I said before, I think they were one. You know, definitely. Um, one of the best teams that played throughout throughout the year. Um, we've got. I don't see any trouble there in the first round. We've got. Um. They're going to be playing in Birmingham along with Iowa and Auburn. 
pretty much a home game yep. for Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody likes Iowa. If Iowa's hot, Iowa's great. I don't like Iowa. I, I really don't. Um, they didn't show me much when they lost to Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament. I don't think they showed much the game that they lost at home to Nebraska to close out the season. I don't really like this Iowa team, and I don't like how they've been playing lately. Auburn, I'm not saying they're great, but playing in Birmingham with Bruce Pearl, with Johnny Broom, I I really like this Auburn team to be able to defensively contain Iowa, contain Chris Murray, Keegan Murray, I should say. My apologies, Hawkeye fans. Um, but I, I like Auburn here. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think, you know, Auburn has been a little shaky down the stretch as well, um, similar to Iowa. But you mentioned Birmingham. Um, give it to me. War Eagle. Um, I think Auburn is just going to simply outcompete Iowa um, here. I think they're going to play harder. They're going to play tougher. And, um, yeah, uh, I have Auburn advancing um, there. Yeah, um, I do have Houston taking care of business against Northern Kentucky, I will say. And then I have Houston beating Auburn as well. All right, um, I like the, that. In the next round. Um, Miami and Drake, let's hop in here. Uh, I was listening to to the Titus, Mark Titus podcast talking about Miami and Drake, and uh, nice. it basically sounds like a – God's plan video right here. Cause that's where Drake recorded God's plan was, was in <laughs> Miami. So uh, I, you gotta, who, who's Drake taking here because he loves Miami, the city, but, but I mean, Drake is Drake, you know, and I it's mean, a 12 five too. So it's, it can I, be a toss up at times. I like the namesake pick. Um, you know, I think people are talking about this five twelve matchup. I think it could be a popular upset. Um, I'll buy that. I do like Drake. I love DeVries, um, Roman Penn at point. Um, obviously, you know, a notable injury with Omier in Miami. Um, I don't know how significant that'll be, but I I, I like the uh, Drake Bulldogs upset Miami here. I actually like M- Miami if Omar is healthy um, or, or or Chen. I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> you know what? Normad, Normad, Normad. That that's what I'll go with. The, the transfer from Arkansas State, the big big forward that they've got yep. there. Um, him and Jordan Miller, I think, are both a little hobbled coming into this tournament. So I do worry about the health of the Hurricanes if they're healthy though. They can play with anybody in this country. I mean, they could they could compete with Houston. Um, but but I I I like the Drake Bulldogs here too. I think that Drake with Tucker DeVries, with Roman Penn, with Garrett Sturts, with DJ Brody, led by Coach DeVries, I really like this Drake Bulldogs and their experience. You know, they've been there, done they've been that. there. I mean, I think they have an average like age of like 23 you know, uh, years old on their roster. So like you said, experience been there before um, the ironic last year, the ironic part about that is, is how old they are. Their best players are soft. <laughs> right. Tucker DeVries. That's, yep. Um, yeah, no, I, I still can't seem to get out of my head. Uh, the Miami beat down by the Terps early in the year I know. Um, for whatever reason, from that point on, um, Miami hasn't impressed me too much, uh, from the eye. So, um, that, that factors in my decision here as well. Um, but yeah, let's go. Let's go, Drake. Yeah, I, I really like Drake in this game. Yeah, Terps won eighty-eight to seventy back in November. Um, up in I believe it was Connecticut and Mohegan Sun. I'm pretty yep. sure is where they played. Yep. Um, and, and they, yeah, they beat them pretty badly, which was obviously a huge win for for the Terps. Um, but let's look at our next game, Indiana Kent State, and this right here is my Rudolph. This is my Cinderella team in this bracket, the Kent State Golden Flashes. I think Indiana's overrated. I, I really do. Without, if they had Xavier Johnson at the point, I would have a totally different opinion about this team. But I know Hood Shofino is good, but he's played pretty much every minute of every game the last four to five games. He's got to be getting worn down. I know Trace Jackson Davis is one of the best players in America. Uh, if you can make the argument, he might be even better than Edie. Um, but I, I just too inconsistent at times. 
Um, they, the, the three ball, if it's not Miller cop doesn't always go down. I know they've got Trey Galloway and race Thompson there as well. Uh, Tamar Bates uh, and renew as well down low. I, I, they have the guys, but for some reason they just aren't meshing well together. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I, I don't love Indiana to advance too far here. I, I did pick them over Kent state actually. Um, you know, like you said, Trace Jackson Davis, Hood Shafino, um, you know, race Thompson's healthy. Like, these, these guys, I think, take care of business uh, against Kent State. Big Ten basketball, um, I think they're good enough to, to get by. Um, with that being said, I do think they lose to Drake in the in the, in the the next round there. Okay, okay. So I, I have Kent State winning this game. Uh, Sincere Carey, is, if you don't know about him, get to know him. He's one of the best unheard of point guards in the country. Um, Malik Jacobs is an absolute bulldog as well. Um, guy almost went for a triple-double in the championship game against Toledo on Saturday, which they won 93-78. And then Myron Thomas, he's a small forward. He's a stretch four that can shoot the ball from deep, can also rebound. They have a three-headed monster that I don't think Indiana can guard whatsoever. I think the matchup there, the matchups are are much more difficult for Indiana than for Kent State. Yes, Trace Jackson Davis, but outside of that, they've got them pretty much at every position. And this is a Kent State team that lost 49-44 to Houston, the number one team in this region, and they lost by nine points at Gonzaga, which is the number three team in the West region. They have played top tier competition this year, even coming from the MAC. I think that really benefits them. The fact that they were close in both of those games down the stretch, and they've been in those contested games against top tier teams, I feel like that really benefits a team come March. Uh, and we saw it in the MAC championship. You know, they were able to take care of Toledo and run away with that game late. And I think they take care of Indiana and I think they take care of Drake. I think they've got everything to beat Drake. And, and that's why this team I think is going to be in the sweet 16, the Kent state golden flashes. I got to say, you did a great dissection there. Um, I wouldn't hate to see it. I wouldn't hate to see the upset. Um, you know, I think it'll be a fun game to watch. So you have Kent state, you mentioned uh, facing Houston earlier. I know, and that's what we have in the Sweet 16 is a rematch of that game, which Kent State lost by five. Like I said, it was 49 to 44. And then if if you heard me, they won their championship game 93 to 78. They put up 50 more points in that game than they did the other one, which shows me they can play any style. They don't have to outscore teams. They can muck it up and still win and compete with the best of the best. So that's why I really, I'm, I'm high on this Kent State team. They're probably my Rudolph, my biggest Cinderella in this entire tournament. All right, so let's move on to the 6-11 matchup here in the Midwest. Iowa State against the winner of Mississippi State and Pitt. Uh, Pitt is coached by Jeff Capel, getting his team back into the tournament uh, for the first time since he's been there. Uh, first time in a while. I think last time was probably under Jamie Dixon. Uh, maybe Kevin Stallings got them there once. Um, but but I would say that this is a, a, a big success for Jeff Capo and really in the year that he needed it. This is also a pit team that the average age of their players is more than the Oklahoma City Thunder. That is an NBA team. So a college team is 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 older than an NBA team. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, but great story for them. Mississippi State, um, they come in, they've got Tolu Smith, um, Shaquille Moore. I know that those are the, the two guys that they've got. Chris Jans has done a, a great job. I believe this is his first year coming over from New Mexico State. So great job by him. Um, really, truly, I would say Iowa State's on my naughty list. This is another team I just can't stand watching. All they do is muck it up. They turn it over. They get turnovers. They give up offensive rebounds. They get offensive rebounds. It is just a team that I don't really like. I I, I do enjoy Gabe Kausher. I do enjoy Oshuno Shunier as well. 
Um, but but really and truly, this is not a team that I expect to go far. The really the great thing for Iowa State, though, is that, you know, they have the opportunity against a team like Mississippi State or Pitt that isn't really playing that great of basketball right now either. Mississippi State beat uh, Florida in overtime. That is a Florida team without their best player, Colin Castleton. And then they got whipped by Alabama pretty much start to finish in that game. And then Pitt. Pitt, you know, they were able to get by, I believe it was Boston College in their first game. And then they laid an absolute dud against the Duke Blue Devils, uh, Jeff Capel going up against a team that he used to be an assistant coach for. So I don't really like anybody in this game. I guess if I'm going to pick one, um, I'll, I'll probably go with Iowa State just because they were able to take care of Baylor. They've beaten Kansas this year. They've had more signature wins than some of the other schools at, in regards to Mississippi State and Pitt. Yeah, I, I like Jeff Capel. Um, I, I did pick Mississippi State kind of just on a gut feel against Pitt. I didn't feel like they deserve it. Um, I think they win that game. Um. Do you remember who Iowa State played last year in the tournament? Oh, man. Uh, I believe they played. They were an 11 seed, and they upset the 6 seed. Was it Xavier? Was Xavier in the tournament last year? I can't remember. Um, but it... Anyways, flip-flop, 6 seed this year, Mississippi State. I think uh, the 11 seed beats Iowa State for a lot of the same reasons as you outlined against Iowa State. Um, I'm not too. I'm not too keen on them. Yeah, I'm I'm not all that keen um on Iowa State. You know, they they made that sweet 16 run last year and, and lost. They played Miami. They lost to Miami in the sweet 16 um after getting through their first two opponents. Um but I want to say they played a 14 seed uh LSU, LSU That's and then right. and then they played Wisconsin. Uh, who was the 3 seed yep. and, and that Wisconsin team. I think that game was in the 40s. And it's the same style. That's why they're on my naughty list. I'm not a big fan of this Iowa State team and I don't really want to spend too much more time on this game because <laughs> It's well, just a, a well, dud of a game. Well, well, let's move on. If, if I can skip one coming down, um, my naughty list. Uh, Texas is my naughty list for um, maybe obvious reasons. <laughs> um, uh, disavow. But, uh, no, I just uh, – I think Texas, uh, they got some dogs on their team. I think I think they're really, really, really good, um, even without Chris Beard. I, I think uh, they take care of Colgate. Although I will say um, Colgate, I think, is the best 15 seed here. Unfortunately, um, I, I don't think it, it'll hold up against Texas. Um, yeah, this is a spot where I think the committee got it wrong. I think Colgate should have been a 15. And when we look further on the bracket, Montana State, I think Montana State should have been, they should have been a 15. Excuse me, Colgate should have been a 14. Um, so I, I think this Colgate team is really good. The line is 14. And I really, really like Colgate I plus 14. Close. I do. I think this is an experienced team. This is the third straight tournament that they've been to. Um, this team is... Look out for Colgate. So, and, and, and if they do beat Texas, I'm with you. I'm not going to be surprised. I, Texas's next game, which we can jump into right now, is the winner of Texas A&M and Penn State. These are two teams that are playing great basketball right at the right time. Both played in their conference championship. Mm -hmm. I like Texas A&M, but this, in my opinion, is the best guard matchup in the entire bracket. Wade Taylor against Jalen Pickett is absolutely incredible and electrifying basketball. Mm -hmm. Tune into this game because it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Also, I, I just like watching Buzz Williams as well. I'm a big Buzz Williams guy. Aggies are buzzing. Um, but uh, gig them. I, I, I do like A&M here. Yep. Uh, you, you mentioned maybe the committee getting something wrong with Colgate. Uh, I think they got it right with a great game and a great game again here with A&M and Penn State. Um, I have Penn State, or excuse me, A&M advancing as well. Um, I kind of like Texas facing Texas A&M. Um, I, I think Penn State, uh, I don't want to say it's been fluky. You know, they got some great players and, and, and they're playing great basketball. 
Um, but I just I just don't see them ousting um, A&M here. Yeah, they also had a lot of close wins down the stretch. And I know they lost kind of on a heartbreaker to, to Purdue at the Big Ten Championship. But I do I, – I agree. You know, has the luck kind of run out now that you yep. get this four-day stretch where you haven't been playing? Because, you know, when you're clicking like that, you want to just keep playing. You don't want to stop playing. And now mm-hmm. that you have this four-day rest period, it's like, what's going to happen? Um, whereas I think A&M has the, the, the body of work A&M has definitely been a, a lot better across the season. However, the last nine times that a, a, a big 10 team has been in the seven, 10 matchup, they are nine and O whether they're the seven or the 10 seed, just being in that matchup, they are nine and O. So history would say Penn state wins this game. I'm going against history. Streaks are meant to be broken. Yep. I like A&M here. Um, let's go ahead and look at Xavier, Kennesaw state. Anything to really say here? I, I, I like Xavier, Kennesaw state. Great story though. Four years ago, this team was one in 28. Um, uh, Abdul Rahim came in and, and he's absolutely changed the entire complexion of this, of this team and of this university. Um, great story for them. Great job. I just think that, you know, I know the Xavier team lost pretty badly to Marquette. Uh, and they're going to be missing Zach Fremantle, mm-hmm. which is a big loss. But but I, but I do I do really like this Xavier team. Yeah, I do as well. Um, Kennesaw State, I picked them to win the conference tourney there. Um, they had some games that looked like they could have lost. You know, maybe not the best basketball. Um, I don't think. Yeah, they're they're not a match necessarily for Xavier here, like you said. Um, Sully Boom, love him. Um, their offense, I I really like. Um, so I, I took Xavier there as well. Any Rudolph here? Again, if if I had to pick, uh, I do have some. I do, you know. Uh, if I had to pick uh, Colgate again, like we said, I I pick based on what my genuine feelings are. Um, that I don't have them going far, so I don't want to label them as Cinderella. But if I if I think there could be one, um, or Drake, Col- you like Drake too, right? I do like Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I, I I agree with the Colgate take. I think that Colgate could win a game. I don't think they'd win two um they, what, i mean they what, could they're, what, they're a very experienced team. what would you qualify cinderella whatever to... whatever whatever you're thinking i would, would say, say you reach the sweet 16 yeah I, w- I would say that that's a a good litmus test there i i would say you know when looking at like a seven or a ten you know like for instance i could see texas a&m making a run to the elite eight i could see them beating texas and i could see them beating xavier yeah. i would qualify that as kind of a cinderella there yeah that's kind of a sleeper yep yep exactly so um but yeah for, for right now my, my sweet 16 in this region is houston kent state uh xavier and texas and then i have houston against texas and i have texas in the final four so even though both of us have sat here and said that we really like colgate <laughs> we i have texas in the final four and then you've got texas uh i have them losing in the elite eight uh, i think they do have a good draw again uh i may have some rooting interest in houston i have loved them all year i'm going to stick with them um chalk it up alabama and houston so far in the final four for me Awesome. Yeah. And, and, and I do like, like I said, I like Texas coming out. So right now I've got San Diego state and Texas um, in the final four right now, but what we're going to do is we're going to not look at the last two regions. We're going to come back to those in a minute. We're going to do a quick little mascot draft. Uh, So this is something that I know some people will do, you know, when they're looking at the bracket where they're just like, what mascot's the best mascot in this matchup. And and that's the one that that's the team that I'm going to pick to, uh, to advance. So I think it's a great idea. We're going to do a little snake draft. Um, giving off our best mascots, uh, and it, it, it can be labeled however you want. You know, it it can be what you think is the favorite mascot, what you think looks the coolest, what sounds the coolest. However, you want to describe it, um, that's what we're gonna go with. So, first of all, I'm gonna go with my favorite, and that is the Paladins. I think the Paladins just sounds freaking awesome. 
That's um, a, it's the, a night, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And and I think the purple, the purple and gray just really flows well with them as well. Uh, I, I think that the color scheme is great there. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, I really like the Paladins. Look, it's, it's a unique name. I actually had it on my list as well. The mascot looks pretty sweet. Um, so good pick there. I'll have to cross that off. Um, I'm going to go with the Raging Cajuns Cayenne Pepper. Okay. Um, okay. It's different. I, I think it looks pretty sweet. Um, I, I like uh, Louisiana too. We can touch on that later when we get to the bottom of the bracket. Um, but uh, I like the cayenne pepper. Okay. I, I, I like Louisiana Lafayette. The dark I, red and the orange hair. And... Yeah, I think that it's a, I think that it's a, it's a, a unique, not only is it unique, but it pertains to the geographical area as well, yep. which I think really adds something to, to colleges and universities. Uh, all right. Second pick. So I get another one, second in a row. Um, I think I'm going to have to go. Um, I like the UCSB Gaucho. Oh, man. He is, he is awesome looking with his mustache. Um, I think he's a cool looking guy. Um, he's very suave. I, I, I have them as my number two here. Yeah, that was actually my, that was probably my second one. That was going to be my first or second one, either the Paladins Again, or that. Know, Great a, mascot. It, it, it reminds me of Zora, is, a, is what it reminds me of. There's a lot of mascots in here that have repeat animals, you know, the gales, you know. The tigers. Tigers. Tigers, you know, man. I mean, they're the one and only gaucho. Exactly. I totally agree with that. Um, all right, I'm going to go on to my next one, and that is going to be the Northern Kentucky Norsemen. I think that is an awesome mascot. Um, I'm a diehard Vikings fan in football, so that kind of goes the Norse and the Vikings go together. I don't think I know what he looks like off the top of my head. So the Norsemen, they are yellow and black, um, so it kind of gives me some uh, some some Bumblebee vibes. Um, but they they come out of the, the Horizon League as well. Um, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of this mascot, and, uh, yeah, that's going to be my, my second-round pick. For my third-round pick, um, I'm going to go a little bit more on the – not necessarily generic side, but um, something that, that pertains to a, a more well-known school, and that's Arizona State, the Sun Devils. I think the Sun Devils is a very unique mascot. It pertains geog geographically to the Tempe area. Um, Forkham, I, I love the, uh, the, the shocker symbol. You got to love that as well. So, um, yeah, Arizona state, Arizona state's my third pick. I don't hate it. It's a very fun, uh, fun place to go, uh, spend some time. Um, I'm actually a little surprised for my third that, uh, this fell to you, uh, the Kansas Jayhawk. Okay. I, I think it's like you mentioned the tradition, um, the Jayhawk, it's classic, it's retro, it's sick. I also just think it might be the best mascot that can play basketball. I don't know if that's the J and the jumper there, but I, I think <laughs> all right. I, I like think it's that. got some skills. My only beef with it is, what what are you? Are you a J or are you a hawk? You know, figure out which one you want to be. It's too much 50-50 ball game with me. You know, I I guess I guess, and I was like I said, my fiance is from from Kansas uh, and uh, diehard Jayhawks fan, and and I give. Her and her family some crap in regards to that. But no, the Jayhawks is absolutely a unique mascot. Um, it's one of a kind. You see that Jayhawks logo, you know exactly what team that is. Um, so yeah, I I I guess I can agree with you on that one. I, I would like to say, first off, um, I think without having bias, our number one mascot is Testudo. Oh, absolutely. For the sake of this draft, yeah. You can't um, you can't take Maryland. I'll, I'll I'll take my fourth one. Um, I'm stuck between two here. I think there's some cool ones, and maybe we can mention um some forgotten some honorable um, mentions at the end. Sure, sure. Uh, the TCU Horn Frog. Okay. I, I I just think it's again. Um, I I guess I I I'm on theme here with the uniqueness of the mascot. 
but I, I think he's pretty sweet looking, and uh, I'm a fan of TCU this year as well. Yeah, I mean, TCU had an incredible football run. They had a very good basketball season as well. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the Horned Frogs. All right. My fourth pick is going to be Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders. I love <laughs> okay. that. I, I think that once again, geographically, it pertains to them. Their mask or their their logo is a wave, wave island beach theme. Corpus Christi, all that kind of goes together. So I thought I think that that's a a pretty unique mascot. Um, you know, when it comes down to it. Uh, and then my fifth one. You know, I'm torn between a couple here. Um, there are some that that you know are unique, and then there's some that. Uh, maybe aren't as unique, but might pertain to that area. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go ahead and take the catamounts. I like okay. the Vermont, the Vermont catamounts. Um, there's only one other catamount in basketball and that's Western Carolina. Uh, so them in Vermont are the, are the only two that have that. And, and I like the colors, the green and yellow. It gives me some Oakland A's type vibes. I, I really liked it, that color scheme. So yeah, give me the, give me the catamounts. Good cats. Um, my last one is big blue Utah state. Um, Again, he's just, he's the man. <laughs> the Aggies, the, the Aggies. The Aggies, but Big Blue, he, he's cool. He's the bull, right? Yeah, he's the, the bull. The big bull, yeah, yeah. I, I have seen that. When you said Big Blue for a minute, I was like, are you really talking about Michigan? True, we, true. we already, I should have played we already played Dickinson out of this You know, only mascots that are in competition. So just to recap, um, I had the Paladins, uh, the Norsemen, uh, A&M Corpus Christi Islanders, the Catamounts, and who was my last one? Arizona State. Gotcha. Uh, one overall, I had Cayenne Pepper, US, UCSB Gaucho, uh, the Kansas Jayhawk, Big Blue, and uh, TCU. TCU Horn Frog. Awesome. See, I, I would say some emissions like the Longhorns is a pretty notable one. I kind of like the Golden Flashes. I think that that's a, a pretty cool uh, logo as well. Um, Miami with the Hurricanes. I mean, it pertains to the area geographically, and, and yeah, kind the of mascot's not a hurricane, you know, which I don't love. I agree with that. The antelopes, the GCU antelopes, Grand I Canyon, on my list. Grand Canyon antelopes, um, Montana State Bobcats, the Friars. You know, that's always a good one too. So, yeah, we just wanted to to have a, a little bit of fun with it, and uh, yeah, I think that I think that went pretty well. But let's let's hop back into the bracket really quickly. We're gonna go over these last two regions um, really quickly. Mostly just gonna give. Um, who we like in the region to come out and then go through a quick naughty and nice list. Naughty um, nice. So, and our, and our Rudolph. So really quickly, um, the team that I like to come out of the East Regional, this is where Purdue has the one seed. Uh, Marquette is the two seed. I, man, I am torn in this region because this is a blue blood region. You've got Duke, you've got Kentucky Imagine. in this region. Michigan you've got State, Michigan possibly. State. Yep. I, I'm torn. Um, I do like Louisiana here as a, all right, as a Cinderella, but I also like Oral Roberts as a Rudolph pick if they can get past Duke. But I think if Duke gets past them, which I, I actually expect Duke to beat Oral Roberts, I have Duke winning this region. Uh, I think it's set up very nicely for Duke. Um, Purdue is not a great one seed, in my opinion. Um, Tennessee, they could lose first round. And if they win, I still really like Duke as well. Tennessee, after losing Ziegler, they're not the same team. They don't have any of the offensive firepower that they had. And Marquette, Marquette's having an incredible year. Tyler Kolick, Big East player of the year, yep. Shaka Smart. Back in the tournament. Back in it. But yeah. ever since VCU, Shaka Smart has really struggled in the tournament. He didn't win a game when he was at Texas in the tournament. So I, I found this surprising. Uh, Marquette hasn't won an NCAA tournament since 2013. Uh, it's kind of crazy to think about those Marcus Howard teams not ever winning. Um, in fact, if you remember, I think they got beat pretty badly in all of their first round exits. Um, I do like Marquette as well this year. Um, I do have them facing off um, Bama in the final four, but I'll, I'll um, build up to that. 
um, Tennessee, even with Ziegler. I, they're the same old Tennessee to me. And Rick Barnes um, is not a good coach in March. I, I, he always I just think much. they're a little bit fraudulent. Um, I actually have them getting upset here by my Cayenne Pepper and the Raging Cajuns. I actually have that as well. I, I like Louisiana Lafayette. Jordan Brown's a beast down low. Um, they've got some guards that can strike this they can, three. They can, they can stroke it. They can. I, I, that, that was a mess up on words there, but they can stroke it. From yep. three. Um, I like Louisiana Lafayette here as yep. well. Um, I, I wanted a better 13 to face against Tennessee, but I still think this is a 13 that can beat them. Very capable. Um, um what do you think about what do you think about this game? This is a huge storyline in this region. It's Kentucky and Providence, the Bryce Hopkins revenge game. So if you're unfamiliar yep. with the situation, Bryce Hopkins was at Kentucky, pretty much told Cal to go fuck himself, and then went to Providence. Mm-hmm. And he's become the best player on Providence, one of the best players in the Big East. Uh, this is a revenge game for him. So I I really like Providence here. Um, I think that they've hit a little bit of a wall and haven't been playing as well lately, but I don't think Kentucky's been playing that well lately either. So I I don't think so either. And I think, um, you know, some, some people are talking about uh, coach Cal being in the hot seat, depending on how this could shake out. This was a tough pick for me. Um, I did pick Kentucky. Um, I I just, I think Oscar Sheway can, can go to, go to town um, against Providence. Bryce Hopkins. It'll be interesting to see. Um, Wildcats. Okay. Okay. I've got, um, like I said, I've got uh, Providence there. Kansas State, Montana State. I do think K-State moves on, but I think this could be a little bit of a keep your eye on this game. Montana State, the Bobcats, uh, they very experienced team. Um, They're coming out of the big sky. Back-to-back years they've been in the tournament. This is a team that I wouldn't necessarily sleep on. They did very, very well. You know, they were the two seed in, in um, in the big sky conference. Only behind, I believe it was Montana uh, or Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington was the one, and they were the two. Um, and they took care of business. You know, they got a double double overtime win. I think I think it was double overtime against like Weber State um, in the semis, and then took care of business against Northern Arizona in the finals. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think K State wins, but it's it's a tricky game for K State for I, sure. I, I got to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of Montana State basketball this year. Um, uh, I did pick Kansas State to win. I mean, Keontae Johnson. I like Jamie Dixon. Um, I, I think K-State's uh, a three seed for a reason. They've played some good basketball, again, and in, in arguably the best conference um, this year. Uh, I think they're they're too good there, again. Um, yeah, also, shout-out to uh, shout out to one of our – I know he's, he, he listens uh, to, to the Blitz pod, but uh, Lake Malkus actually is a student at Montana State right now. He's one of, our fam- one of our family friends What's in the school there, Lake Malkus. So – all right, well, um, let's root for him. Yeah, let's go, Lake. Let's, let's go. Let's go, Montana State. Um, all right, I like it. But I, but I do, like I said, when it's all said and done, K State comes away. Uh, Marquis Snow, Keontae Johnson, just too much for for I think Montana Montana State to handle. Michigan State, USC. Michigan State's on my naughty list. I just don't like Michigan State. I'm tired, so tired of the January February is their statement. When was the last time this Michigan State team really did something in March? You, you, you mentioned Blue Bloods. Um, I, I I agree with you on your feelings towards them. Um, like Duke, I think they're a team that could uh, – breaks just seem to go the right way for them, yeah. despite how uh, sometimes their play might not be the best. Uh, so I think Michigan State does win. But like you said, they're, they're not good enough to go too far here, especially with Marquette um playing really well so yeah I, I i 
the only thing that scares me is that game is in Columbus and Michigan State to Columbus is proximity before is great. And, and I could see Michigan State beating Marquette. I absolutely could. And that's what they do. They'll get in as a seven or an eight and they'll make a crazy sweet 16 run. But anytime they're a two or a three, they lose before the sweet 16. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I do agree that I could see that happening. I think I agree with you, though. I think Marquette is just playing really, really good basketball right now. Uh, and, and Chaka Smart's got that team where they need to be. So I, I've actually got Marquette in the sweet 16. Um, I have Providence beating Kentucky, and then I actually have Providence taking care of K-State. So I have a Providence Marquette Sweet 16 along with Duke. And let's get to this 8-9 matchup. FAU Memphis. Memphis won the American. uh, FAU won Conference USA over Jelly Walker and and UAB. Um, This is a Memphis team that's really freaking good. You know, Kendrick Davis might be the best transfer in college basketball this year. Alex Lomax is a proven veteran as well. DeAndre Williams is in his fifth year as a grad student. He averages double digits and points and rebounds. They've got everything you need, but this FAU team, 30 wins on the year, I believe 31 and three mm-hmm. um, on the year. They're a team that isn't a slight They, I think they were in the top 15 in the they, net rankings they, too. They, they can score the hell out of the ball. Um, I mean, they have a seven, one guy in golden, um, you know, John L Davis. I, I think those guys, they have, I mean, they're pretty deep. They, they get, I think four or five guys around double digits. Um, I, I picked FAU the upset here. I do like Memphis. Um, I don't have a super strong feeling about it, but uh, I advance FAU and then I like them to take down Purdue. Yeah. And I think that I'm in consensus with you there. Whoever wins this Memphis FAU game, I think beats Purdue. Yeah. Um, and, and and I personally have Memphis. I think Memphis is on a tear right now. They're playing the best basketball that they've played all year right now at the right moment. And they have the pieces from a veteran standpoint to advance far in this tournament. You got to have good guard play. And I love their guard play. And I'm not slighting FAU. This is a coin flip game. This is a game that might come down to the last shot. Um, but I like Memphis. And then, yeah, I like Memphis to take care of and, Purdue. And, and, Purdue, uh, they're on my nice list here. Every one of their starting five, I think they're too nice. <laughs> I would agree uh, with that. I, I don't think they have the edge and the and you know they got talent. And the freshman backcourt worries me with you know Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer. Um, I I just think uh they falter and again similar to to um Tennessee, I think they're the same old Purdue. Yeah, I would agree. They always underwhelm under Matt Painter in March. Um, and and. Zach, you can only go so far with Zach Eady. I agree with that. You know, when it comes to the the guard play with Braden Smith and uh, Fletcher Lawyer, they're both freshman guards. So I, I worry about what, you know, they're going to be able to bring to the table when it's crunch time in March. And we saw it in the Big Ten Championship against Penn State. Those yep. guys miss free throws left and right yep. down the stretch. Yep. I worry March, about that's that. That's March basketball. And uh, yeah, they faltered. I do really like Kaufman Wren. I do really like Mason Gillis. I think that those guys are really good. But then, you you know, talking about the nice side of things, Ethan Morton and uh, Caleb First, two nice guys. I, I, I agree with the nice statement. And that's probably going to be my nice team in this bracket, too, Um, in, in that regard that, you know, I don't think that they've got that dog in them. Yep. And talking about Memphis and FAU, those teams got that dog. They in them. do. And, and and I just don't see that from Purdue. So, yeah, I think we're on the same boat there. So um, I've got the winner of Memphis, FAU. I've got Memphis right now in my Sweet 16 facing Duke. I have Duke take care of the Raging Cajuns. This Duke team is clicking, man. They are. This Duke team is clicking, and people are overlooking them. They are. Um, I, I think when you talk about a gift, uh, I think Duke has a pretty nice draw here. Again, we we've seen we've seen the Duke storylines. I've seen it happen before. Um, they are my naughty. I mean, Blue Devils. I can't stand them. Um, I I do have them advancing past uh, 
UL into the Elite Eight, um, facing FAU. You said Duke versus in the Memphis, Sweet 16. or excuse me, in the Sweet Sixteen, um, to advance to the Elite Eight. You said Duke versus Memphis. Uh, who do you have? Uh, oh, I have Duke. I, I have I have Duke in my Final Four. Um, I do have Duke taking care of Marquette. I have Marquette beating Providence. Uh, just to give you a little bit of, of, of foreshadowing there. Um, but yeah, I think that this Duke team, um, also Duke plus 800 odds right now to win this region. I think it's incredible odds. Um, I think that they're Don't the second, it. I think they're the second best team in this region. Um, and I think that they should get there. Uh, as far as my naughty list goes, I would say that mine is probably Tennessee. Just looking back at how I've been ranking the naughty and nice list is just how these teams play. You know, this is just not a, a team that you want to watch not play basketball. They, they want to grind it out. They want to play defense, turn the ball over, get turnovers, that type of game, like Iowa State, like Virginia. That's the type of style that Rick Barnes and these volunteers want to play. And I just don't like watching that. Um, I, I like to watch good quality basketball. I think we all do. So, yeah, I would I would absolutely put um, Tennessee on my on my naughty list. All right, let's let's wrap that up. We have Houston, uh, Bama, Marquette as my final three. We'll move over to the West. Did you want to recap uh, your your three so far? Yeah, so I've got Duke, I've got San Diego State, and I've got Texas in the final four. But yeah, looking over at the West, Kansas number one seed. This region is the best region in the bracket, hands down. Um, you've got Kansas as the one. You've got UCLA as the two. You've got Gonzaga as the three. UConn as the four. Um, I, in this region, I'm going to let you know right now, the team that I have coming out is the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I think Gonzaga is getting overlooked right now. They're playing the best possible basketball at this point in time. Um, I worry about in that second round, whoever they face between either TCU, Arizona state or Nevada, they don't have the big men to keep up with Timmy. Nope. Uh, and that really worries me, but Gonzaga at the same time has the guard play. You know, they have Hunter Salas, they have Julian Strawler, mm -hmm. they have Razier Bolton, they have Malachi Smith. These are all veterans. These are all guys that have been there, done that. And this team's getting overlooked, man. I, I think you said it, you know, their expectations aren't there. The pressure isn't there. Is this the year that Gonzaga can kind of maybe take advantage of that? Uh, I agree with you. Um, I think they advanced pretty far, but I don't know if, if they can advance quite far to the Final Four. Um, I have them losing to UConn, um, kind of sneakily getting up there. Um, and, and UConn being the fourth of my final four. Yeah, and, and, and the one thing I like about that matchup really quickly is, you know, you do have a guy like Adama Sanogo who can neutralize Drew Timmy yep. in the post. Uh, and they've got and a dog Hawkins. on their – I was going to say Hawkins has yep. been the most improved player possibly in college basketball this year. Um, so, I, I mean, I agree with you there. Uh, Newton's been playing out of his mind. Tristan Newton, the transfer from ECU, has been playing out of his mind recently as well. Um, so I, I do agree with you, you know, that UConn can make a strong run. Um, really quickly, I'll say, you know, my naughty list in this region, I'm going to have to go with Iona. Uh, they're coached by Rick Patino. He's a naughty, naughty guy. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky P loves his, uh, exotic uh, dancers, very, man. Very apropos there. Um, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll segue into this game too. My, my naughty and my nice actually is Arkansas. Okay. Um, I don't think they're going to be very nice to Illinois here. I, I think it could be a fun game. I, I think the line is minus one, three, minus three. Now it's Arkansas uh, minus three. I think they, they win by double digits. I would take that. I mean, you have what two potential lottery picks and Nick Smith jr. Um, Anthony, you know, Black. Anthony Black, um, their team is stacked. I think, um, you know, they're very capable in Illinois just, you know, I, I don't think they have it. Yeah, I, Illinois just had too much go on this year. Sky Clark um, leaving the program. Um, 
Epps just recently collapsed on the court during practice one day. So they've had some things go on within their program that I just, I really worry about, you know, guys like Coleman Hawkins, Matthew Meyer, um, Dean Danger. Too those, much caffeine. I mean, <laughs> too much caffeine. Uh, but those, those are guys that they're, they're good, but I think Arkansas just has way too much depth for this team to handle. They've got two, two former Terps and the Mitchell brothers. That's uh, right. To, to hold down the fort when it comes to the front court, but then in the backcourt, like you mentioned, you know, guys like Nick Smith and Anthony Black, you know. Devo Davis, you know, these are guys. The only thing that worries me is they haven't necessarily been there and been in that position besides Devo Davis. Um, but I like Arkansas uh, in that game. St. Mary's VCU. Uh, I like the Gales here. It's uh, tricky because VCU is, they got that dog in them, man. Ace Baldwin is a baller. And Vince Williams, I think, is still there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the VCU Rams. They've had a great season. But I don't think St. Mary's is one of those teams that you're going to really sneak up on. We saw it last year. St. Mary's was a sixth seed against Indiana, who was the 11. And everybody thought Indiana was going to be the St. Mary's won that game by 30. Does traveling to Albany scare you at all? Not all that much um, for a team that that really likes to play defense and their experience besides the point guard in Aiden Mahaney, who might be – he, he was freshman I of the year. Him. Yeah, Aiden Mahaney's great. Logan Johnson is the is the veteran point guard. Um, Alec Dukas is down there Dukas as well. Is a beast. Mitchell Saxon is there as well. They have a very, very strong starting five with a guy or two coming off the bench. that They can go seven deep comfortably. Um, yes, going to Albany doesn't worry me. West Coast team to East Coast, sure. How much? I don't think as much. I think VCU is a little overrated at the 12th seed. I think that they were probably a 13 or 14. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of where I stand with that. I really like the St. Mary's team. All Gales here in the West. All Gales. And that gets us into our next game. UConn and Iona. Man, what a game in Albany. You've got UConn and the prestige that they bring facing off against Rick Pitino. And the rumors have been swirling for Rick Pitino <laughs> to go to St. John's or, or Georgetown to get him in the Big East uh, for one last hurrah. Uh, it's going to be awesome storylines. You know, you've got Danny Hurley with, holding down the fort with, with UConn, but bringing them to Albany where they're going to obviously have a strong influence, but then Iona is going to have a strong influence, short trip um, from New Rochelle to, to Albany. So uh, I like UConn here, but this will be a fun game. You know, Iona has, I think, five guys that average double-digit points, and they press and press and press and press. They will be in UConn's face the entire game. Um, which does worry me a little bit, but I think UConn's just got way too much talent, and especially the size down low with a Sunogo to, that that they're going to advance. And I actually have UConn beating St. Mary's as well. Agree, I do as well. Um, that brings them to um, how about this? Arkansas. We have St. Mary's. Who do you have Arkansas facing? Uh, well, or excuse me, beating. Let's let's finish out the first round first, and then we'll and then I'll look at that real quickly. TCU. Who you, who do you have with TCU? Um, and uh, who's TCU face Arizona? Are they Arizona state or are they no, Arizona yeah. state, Nevada, Arizona state, Nevada, uh, in the playing game. I've got Arizona state winning that game. Um, but I have TCU. I think Mike miles, Damian ball, Chuck O'Bannon, um, Xavier cork. I think they've got enough, even without Eddie Lampkin, uh, who left the team. I think they've still got enough to get by Arizona. No, state. no doubt. I don't care who comes out of that playing game. Uh, TCU automatic, uh, advance there. Um, again, maybe a rooting interest. I like, I like them this year. I think they're a pretty good team. Um, and I think they're, they're here to show something. Yeah. Blackshear is solid on Nevada. Um, Lucas, who's a transfer from, uh, from Oregon state, he's a sharp shooter and he can light it up at any point in time. So Nevada does have some guys, but you know, losing to San Jose state, uh, who actually is coached by former Nebraska coach, Tim miles, losing to San Jose state, you know, in that mountain West conference, just put a sour taste in my mouth for Nevada entering the tournament. And I, I don't really like this team right now compared to where I liked them probably a month ago. 
Arizona State, I think that, you know, they've been riding this this high for, for the last two weeks now, two or three weeks, um, is, you know, highlighted by that shot against Arizona by Devin Cambridge. Um, I just don't think that they've got enough to keep up with TCU. So, yeah, I've got TCU. Gonzaga and Grand Canyon, not too much to say here. I do have Gonzaga, um, you know, Bryce Drew back in the dance, which is pretty cool. We got both Drew brothers. Uh, his, his brother, Scott Drew, if you're unaware, coaches Baylor. Uh, so, Bryce and Scott Drew back in the back in the tournament. What do you, any insight on this game? Uh, nope, I agree. Gonzaga all the way. Um, again, I, I think they have a nice path. I, I like Gonzaga. All right, Northwestern, Boise State. This is going to be a fun little game uh, between these two teams, and, and it is in uh, in Sacramento, so advantage Boise State. Boise State led by Leon Rice. Uh, his son, Max Rice, is probably the best player, along with Marcus Shaver, Tyson Dagenhart. Um, they've got some guys. They play really good defense, too, Boise State does, which is what Northwestern does. So if you're looking for an under to take, ding, ding, ding. Northwestern Boise State, I think, is your pick. I think you could be spot on with that. Um, so you like Boise State here, you're saying? I don't know because you know Northwestern's got guys boo booey. I think Chase Aldean is the best really? player, best defensive player in the Big Ten. Um, they've got their their big guy down low. Uh, I can't remember his name, 44. Um, but they they've got some talent. I, I don't know if Roper's gonna be back, if he's gonna be Julian Roper, if he's healthy. Ty Berry is really solid as well. Um, I I think Boise State has got enough to get past this Northwestern team, but this Northwestern team has proved everybody wrong all year. So why doubt them now? Yep, I'm I'm going Northwestern here to face UCLA in that last um, matchup there. So you got UCLA beating Asheville. Asheville really quickly got a guy Drew Pember. Drew Pember shoots lights out from the free throw line as a six nine forward. Drew Pemberton. Yep this this guy uh, this guy can play some ball for sure. So Asheville is not necessarily something to sleep on. UCLA's got some injuries. You wonder how that's going to affect them. They get a Dembona healthy. I think they're going to be fine in this game. Uh, and then I think they're going to be fine against Boise State or Northwestern in that game as well. I agree. I have a I have a rematch between UCLA and Gonzaga. So you have Gonzaga beating TCU. I have Gonzaga taking care of TCU. Um, I have UConn, um, like I said, taking care of business against St. Mary's. So UConn in the Sweet 16. I and then well. I have Arkansas beating Kansas. I think this is a very, very dicey game. It's in Des Moines. So, you know, Arkansas, little um, Fayetteville is not too far from Des Moines, uh, obviously, Lawrence, Kansas is not too far from Des Moines as well. But I, I think that this Arkansas team has got the talent to go toe-to-toe with Kansas. And they've got the big man advantage as well. Yep. Um, you know, I know that Kansas might have the more subtle point guard, the more under-control point guard in DeWan Harris. But I'll take the flashiness. You know, I don't think Arkansas knows how good that they can be. Yeah. And I don't think that they've hit that peak yet because they've battled injuries. Nick Smith just came back, like you said recently. Um, so I, I really like this Arkansas team here. Yep, I agree. I think we're step in step with our picks there so far out of the West. Um, Arkansas, UConn, Gonzaga, UCLA, all in the Sweet 16. Yep, and then um, I've got I've got Gonzaga against UConn, and I've got Gonzaga winning that. I have UConn uh, beating Gonzaga there. So um, that'll be a fun game to watch if if all this plays true. Yeah, absolutely. And then in my final, um, I've so I've got San Diego State, Duke, Gonzaga, and Texas. I've got Duke against Gonzaga, and I have the Bulldogs. Mark Few finally getting to the pinnacle in college basketball, cutting down the nets in Houston and winning it all. That would be great to see. Um, if my pick doesn't happen. Um <laughs> I have been on the Gonzaga train for forever. Um, I love, I love Gonzaga. Um, unfortunately, this year I, I just I'm not uh, a full believer. Um, I have Houston beating UConn um, in the Final Four, facing off against Bama. Um, I I think that these are the first and second best teams um, in in the country right now. 
Bama, um, I'm just they impress me. I I think I think that they're gonna do it. Um, so I have them. I have them beating Houston here. Yeah, and I mean, and, and obviously too. Um, like you, like the you Sasser know. injury worries me again. I'm gonna operate under the assumption he's healthy, which is why I have them advancing so far. But in the event maybe not, you know, um, I I think Bama can take care of whoever comes out of that. Yeah, and, that side. and and just, you know, when you're going through these brackets and everything, like we mentioned from the top, there's like 20 teams that can win this tournament this year. So it's not so cut and dry as to, yes, this team's going to win or this team's going to win. It's an abundance of teams that can win the tournament this year. Um, but have fun with it. And you know what? We're going to have a little fun with it as well. So we're both going to – we're both going golfing uh, on Friday, and we're going to do a little bet closest to the pin on the final par three. Mm-hmm. Whoever gets closest to the pin, the other person – has to put five dollars on whoever the other person, whoever the winner wants uh, to win it all. Um, so I was going to say one unit. What do you think about that? No, we'll just do five dollars okay. just just to get it started. But uh, yeah, we want to have a little bit of fun with this. Like I said, you know, definitely feel free uh, to go ahead and follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok. We'll, we'll definitely put out more content, you know, as the weeks go, as the days go on. I should say because we're right in it now, man. We are right in the maybe, thick of the best time of the year. Our balls on the green. <laughs> yeah, of our balls on the game. I thought you were about to say something else there for a minute. But yes, yeah, we, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put it on our story. Who was actually closest to the pin? I guarantee one of us will be in the bunker of the rough. I mean, no way we're both hitting it on the green. Yeah. But um, other than that, anything else that you want to add right now? I think, uh, you know, I think we covered a lot of information. Hopefully we gave you some insight too. I did. I did have one thing before we wrap up here. Yeah. You, you talked about Rick Pitino and you mentioned Georgetown. I heard today that Georgetown has found their coach. It's uh, undisclosed, and and I don't know how true this is, but the coach is in the tournament right now. Do you Ed, have any Ed, speculation? Ed Cooley. I, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned Ed Cooley earlier, and Ed Cooley's name has been the hot hot name to go around um, to go around Georgetown. I mean, being from Providence, wife from Providence, do you, do you think he leaves that program? It's tough. Does it depend on how far they go? Yeah, I think that that might have a contingency. You know, to, to, you know, if they go really far, maybe he'll want to come back. I mean, Rick Pitino is definitely a name. I have no Micah idea. Shrewsbury? Micah Shrewsbury is a name too. Yeah, Penn State, considering the run that they've been on. It's a good question. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have a fun to, little, yeah. yeah, we'll have to see where it goes. Um, but yeah, I guess stay tuned. Yeah, definitely stay tuned. But other than that, we're going to let you go. Um, signing off here at the North Pole Pod. This is Tyler and Rob. Thanks for ha- thanks for tuning in. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs>